listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. My co-host today is our incredible, wonderful, sometimes co-host, always editor-in-chief, <laughs> Jen Coulter. Thank you. Thank you for not saying my full name, but you were just making fun <laughs> did of. You, did you see it in my eyeballs that I wanted to <laughs> so <did>. badly? <laughs> so badly. Anyway. Uh, today's guest is a repeat offender. Our listeners will know Zach Ross from joining us last July to talk about his project, Zachary Ross and the Divine. He was also in the studio for uh, Left of the Dial studio session. Uh, he's joining us today to talk about his brand new hardcore project, Slighted. Their album, This Means War, came out Friday, September 29th. And I'm just going to add, since I wrote those notes a few days ago, Zachary Ross and the Divine has also released a new EP, King Dopamine. It's out was out was released 10-5 on smart punk records welcome back to left of the dial zach ross hello that was a, a mouthful <laughs> <laughs> yeah you stay busy huh i didn't i didn't realize it till you said it all <laughs> no it's i was just it just makes me feel like ev- that's the every it all seems like every day things i gotta get done and then when you hear somebody <laughs> say that, it. get all that stuff you're like oh that's like the stuff i was doing yeah hell yeah <laughs> Yeah, right. That's just a bunch of to-do lists for you, right? All and then... piled up into that speech you just gave, mm-hmm. like a hundred to-do lists. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming back. It's always fun to talk to you. Um, it's funny because when we talked about having you on originally, you just had slighted to talk about. And then um, you shot me a text today and you're like, hey, also, also there's this thing if you want to talk about that. That's my. That's because of my incompetence. Because I had, to be, I had to reschedule for you guys, and um, because of that, this got kind of pushed into like a different two week frame in my mindset, where it was kind of like, <laughs> oh, there's more, there's more going on. I, yeah, I mean, I kind of think it's a happy accident because I'm excited yeah. that we get to talk about both um, two things. It's definitely yeah. great, and it's a sign. It's just a um, an indicator of how how little I am able to think ahead. like truly it's like wow like you had something coming out like one week because it's not like we delayed recording this by months we delayed it by like one (laughs) thursday to the next thursday and i was like oh yeah a whole other band with an album that i made again that's what happens when you're busy i will say before we even get into the music and we start asking you questions and all that they're both fantastic i've thank you jen and i've been listening to slighted like crazy that rules that makes me so happy. I mean, they really are both great. And I've had I, Dopamine King on. I mean, I've only known about it <laughs> for about for six couple, hours, but I've had it on yeah, all day. It so. came out like, you know, you got up today. So exactly. We'll take what we can get. It makes me really excited to hear that people who um, I know have supported me through uh, pop punk and stuff think slides, slide it's cool. Because there's one side of it where I'm like, well... There's going to be maybe hardcore kids that don't care because the other guys that are in the band and stuff, too. There's going to be like people who like that type of music who don't care about the rest of my life, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when I see people who have been conscious of like Man Overboard and the Divine and, and things be like, yo, slighted rules. I don't know. It's just I get a little uh, that it's like a. That's a funny little awesome feeling it that like I didn't even different. think about. Yeah. 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 I never considered people. I only was so, I was so making slighted. I was so, okay, like, this is what I got to 
to be. This is this is what this is. I never even took the time to consider what the people who were already listening to my music, how they would perceive it, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like good, but that I was just, it was because I was focused. Yeah. I, would say. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I mean, I don't make music, but I, I, my feeling is that it's probably good if you can go into making music, not worrying so much about what your, you know, current listeners are, are going to think. <laughs> Yeah. About it, right. Especially when it is so different. I do. I have been working on a little theory and you are helping me prove it that like every good pop punk band has a hardcore record in them somewhere. There's so yeah. many. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I, I think a lot of people who exclusively listen to pop punk and don't play it uh, aren't as likely to also listen to hardcore. But I know so many pop punk bands who come from hardcore and and, uh, and you find out that they actually listen to yeah. that genre more than pop punk sometimes. So and overboard was one was yeah. was was one of those. And because um, especially I don't know if it was a new I think it was just an America thing and a music thing. But when I was like, I want to say, like, I don't know, 13 or something or for really just like voyeuristic about like older teenagers and going to shows mm-hmm. and stuff. And I really, really paid attention that I remember thinking that like. And having an epiphany, honestly, that like uh, emo kids, and I remember wording it in my head that way, emo, because I wasn't thinking pop punk, like um, famous stars and straps and stuff. I was thinking like some like vintage t-shirt, you know, like size small and the hair and tight, like emo kids and hardcore kids were like the same. Yeah. Because like in my mind, in my little mind, well, they all liked the same music I was learning from older kids around me. They all, the Saves the Day kids liked um, mm-hmm. American Nightmare and blah blah totally. blah, but um, and I realized they be they would behave the same at at one show to the next. The Saves the Day kids were crawling all over each other and trying to get the mic <laughs> and sing along, mm-hmm. and then you know Newfound Glory comes to your town and, and the tough the guys who think they're cool are like I'm gonna mosh when Newfound Glory <laughs> plays. That's that's what it is all the way at the top, but like at the bottom it's like at a VFW this is the same, and then you can break it down further. Punk rock is like you sing like traditionally like gutter punk shit. Kids are singing about what like um, social issues, like the environment, like the government, the shit that they hate. Um, hardcore is usually more about like yourself, your friends, um, your beliefs. Uh, maybe being having someone turning their back on you, your life, drama, you, what's going mm-hmm. on right here. And then emo is the same way. I always felt if they're both just like me my friends this is what's going on not very worldly conscious not really conscious of much outside of like right here you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and they were always and i think that they are like at their core i think they evoke the same they're for really they're for usually younger more angsty people who are really like not having the best time with their emotions (laughs) i think one way or another and they're both types of music where you're just like shit man you know mm-hmm. like fuck that's really interesting because it's like so the, the two have are super similar but then when it comes to your process of writing and performing songs in the two different well i guess genres that we just established are pretty similar what is your headspace like when you're writing something for when you're when you're recording for slighted versus like zachary ross and the divine uh that the headspace is different because it's like 
I don't even go that deep into it in my mind. I'm just because of like everything we were just saying, I think I am an example of one of those kids who loved both. So when it's on a really, really personal level, when we're doing slighted, I'm just like, yes, I've always wanted to do this. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like I've had, you know, I've been very lucky. Like I grew up liking all this underground music and I had a pop punk band that everybody liked. And now I might get to have a hardcore band too. Like, I'm just very like, I've always loved this. And like, um, yeah, I just get to, it's like, if you, if you loved baseball and basketball and you got to play pro baseball and now someone's like, you might get to play basketball too. You're like, whoa, <laughs> like, cool. Like, yeah, like just really excited. And, um, just so, and I say that to say, like, I've always had an idea of what I would be like in a hardcore band or mm -hmm. if I, my, you know, it's changed throughout the years, but you know, every six months, my whole life, I asked, "What well, if I made a hardcore band right now? What would we sound like? <laughs> like, what would what do I sound like? Like, what is my?" There's been so many times over the over the past few years, I've said things to my friends. It's like not uncommon for me to be like, "Yo, I've been working on like a six scream. <laughs> I would have nothing. I would have nothing to like apply it to. That was just like an interest of mine." So now it's kind of like all these things. It's like there's a lot of little boxes in my head that it's like getting checked for slighted where it's like this is something you've always wanted. So you're just just enjoy it and try to make it fucking sick. Yeah, just do it. I love the that idea. It's like kids at the show, you know, and you'd be like, what would I do if the singer of this band just like couldn't make it? And for some reason they saw me out there and they're like, you. I think another like interesting thing about it is that I don't when we're thinking about slighted I truly truly am uh, I was thinking about this the other day and I'm proud of myself for it um I truly forget about like that I'm in man overboard or like anything like I really really do it's it's like somebody like messaged um us and was just like saying nice things but it was like when I heard that, like, it was the guy from Man Overboard and the guy from Death Threat. And I was like, oh, yeah, like. <laughs> I'm the guy from Man Overboard. <laughs> yeah, like, are you going to care? I think I just wrote it. I think I just told myself off the gate they're not going to care, to be honest with you. Like, I think I really did. I think I, because that seemed like a, the safest way of going about it emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how true <laughs> it is but it's prop but maybe it's healthy for you it's yeah because like, yeah. if you're wrong then that's okay it's good mm -hmm. but if you're right then you're you're ready yeah yeah we should um let people listen to yeah. some slighted what song do you want to start with uh i guess the song unlovable would be a good first slighted song to hear It's got a guest spot at the end from my boy Kalen. He was Man Overboard's merch guy, fun fact, for many years. Oh, I probably bought a shirt from him. <laughs> <laughs> 
actually, when you put it that way. Hopefully, uh, he was nicer than he sounds. <laughs> Tell us everything. Well, the whole idea was slighted just to be like toxic. <laughs> to be honest with you guys, for art's sake. That's Clear. the best way to be toxic. For if art. you're going to be toxic, it should be, for, it art should be for art's sake. <laughs> It's just like an exhibition in toxicity, honestly. At least this album is. I'm not saying people should live like this or that I think like this all the time, Or, but I'm also not saying I never have. And I'm not saying for a second I believe that I'm the only one. There's no way in hell. And um, I, um, and then a lot of the, uh, I guess we're listening to Unlovable. Um, the song's about just like rubbing it in someone's face kicking someone out of your friend group basically and then like really letting them know why like extra like they're they're already kind of hurt and you're like i don't feel like i've expressed this enough to you why you're shitty i see your tears and stuff but i think you're just crying because we're mad at you i don't think you're crying because you understand why you suck i'm gonna get those tears out of you now and that's what it is that's such a real feeling (laughs) like everybody i think everybody's felt that right i think maybe not everybody wants to express it and that's why it's important yeah. for music like this, this. Is what slight it is for yeah. me uh, you'll see a pattern if we're talking about what these songs about. it's very it's negative it's very negative band. But that's what <laughs> i wanted i think it's i think i have a lot of reasons i believe that we're missing that right now i'm glad that when that happens you can make a song out of it because when i get mad at someone what happens is that two years later i have an argument in the shower with them about it <laughs> Don't make an album. <laughs> I have the argument. I have the shower arguments too. And I and then you're like, do you uh I had somebody be like, slighted is dope. And I was like, thanks, half the songs are about you. <laughs> that fucking rules though. Kind yes, of. seriously. <laughs> the stick. Ah, that's a stick. The, yeah, that rules. It's interesting, though, <laughs> hearing specifically you talking about Unlovable, that this is the one. How did this end up being the one that you had a friend feature on? Um, it, it, sound, music, it was a musical decision. Like, the way that the music sounded, I thought that was a good spot for the um, to switch to someone else's voice. And then also, too, yeah, it, like, adds to lyrics a little bit. It's just, like, there's more than one person ganging up on you. It's, like, in the song, I say, you don't have any fucking friends left. And then it's, like, another person being, like, (laughs) affirming. (laughs) (laughs) So true, bestie. Like, I'm not just some guy saying, oh, yeah, ask the crew. (laughs) We hate you. Uh, Brutal, I love it. Yeah, it's brutal. And I think that like I've always been attracted to metal and I've always been attracted to hardcore that's brutal, that you describe as brutal. And I've always written my music emotionally, so I think I'm just writing emotionally brutal shit. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking that I I am really I've already said this. I'm really glad that we get to talk about this and about the new um Zacharias and the Divine EP because (laughs) even just down to like this EP is seven songs and six and a half minutes long. It is how you know it fucking rules. Exactly. Shorter the minutes are shorter than the tracks. That's good. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you. I I like that you knew exactly what I was (laughs) going to say because it is like such an explosion. It's like this from the listener side it feels cathartic just to listen to it because it is so explosive and and 
brutal, I'll probably say after every song. And it's like you get in, you get out. And and then if you need more of it, you get to go back to the beginning and just like kind of wallow in it if you want. You can do either. I think it's really cool. I'm so happy you said that. That's how I think of it, too. It's way better. That's how I've always thought of it. I'd much rather make a music listener listen to my song twice than ever have anyone say, I wish this song was over. That's you bottle that and sell that. That is (laughs) perfect advice. Unlovable. I just wanted an excuse to say you don't have any fucking friends. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah. That was literally it. I was like, I'm gonna write a song. Oh, dude, we're gonna have a song before before like the mosh part. I'm gonna go. You don't have any fucking friends. <laughs> and everyone was like, You should. That's like sick. And there's like um just all sorts of different hardcore I was influenced by. There really is. I really am. I played drums in like a tough like beat guy a beat down band. Um. Uh, my favorite hardcore bands, honestly, historically, are like the emo ones. Like I like like American Nightmare and Panic. I like songs wh- where they're singing about their relationships the most. But I also like I like a lot of like mean straight edge music and shit. And there were bands like Outbreak and this band from Philadelphia back in the '90s called I Hate You, um, where all the songs were like you you know we hate you we hate your guts and outbreaks like you make us sick and um i hate you it's like you know you're a piece of shit don't come to our shows <laughs> and i always thought that was so fucking cool honestly <laughs> like my whole life and i think i made us there's a few different type ideas i had for what kind of hardcore band i thought we should be but in my opinion i was like let's be like mean as fuck <laughs> like me like who's doing like yeah, I miss that shit. Like, let's be mean. Like, fuck. Like, because, like, let's be mean. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? mean? Yeah. Like, no. Uh, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm trying to do right now. A lot of the bands that inspired Slighted the most, or at least me lyrically, in Slighted the most, are bands that had lyrics like, fuck you, you make me sick. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're a waste. Things like that. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. I just think that's cool. I just everybody feels that way about cool. someone. I was something I liked about the um the write up that was on uh, No Echo is says slighted find Zach going full on psycho mode, and I was like, that's <laughs> so good. That's so good. That made me so happy. And the one that was I my actually, favorite quote. <laughs> when I listened to this um, for the first time too. Because there was the second track, Captive, and I was like, oh, there it is. That's the psycho mode. <laughs> it is. said to a few people when they're asking me what i'm singing about and shit i was like we're not tough like we're not tough we're not like me and my friends are gonna beat you up but we are like i'm gonna kill you <laughs> we are we're like horror movies we're like yeah. we're like 
We're not like me and my friends are gonna beat you up at the show. We're like, I'm gonna bring you to this little shack in the woods. <laughs> I'm literally, and kill you. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's gonna be weird. Yeah, gonna be weird. <laughs> I love true crime and I love horror, and I was also really influenced by like the misfits and stuff my whole life, and for this band, and like that's that's another element of it. I like the way the, you talking about the horror influence because like yeah that song um it feels like those like really grimy direct-to-video horror movies <laughs> that have like a ten dollar budget and they're just like thank you That's you're welcome <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's the same reason people play the violent video games and stuff and i never said and will ever say slighted for all ages it's not <laughs> You know, especially compared to every other song I've ever put out in the world. It's not. Right. And it's for people, I guess, it's for hardcore kids, really. But if mm-hmm. you wanted to make it bigger than that, it's for people who can handle that. But, like, it's not that deep. Like, to me, I really look at it like, uh, I'm, re- I'm, you want to know my goal for Slate it is? Like, my, out, my, my grand slam, out <laughs> of the park, end all, be all crazy peter pan neverland dream yes that slighted would play the gathering of juggalos yes <laughs> i think they would love us that's what i want like we're all about like yeah 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 we'll hook you up yeah like i want to be on stage with a uh, jason mask and a bloody knife singing about like <laughs> you're not fucking going anywhere. you know what i mean like that's what i want oh. that's so cool when they have the the i love looking at the pictures of like the people in the full juggalo makeup and they're like holding catalytic converters that they stole (laughs) and they're just in the back yes yeah i love that shit and i've my whole life you know i've been a i've been like a a fan aesthetically of just like decorating my room or clothes or whatever i've always really liked really bubbly poppy bright shit or like really really metal shit Mm -hmm. i'm not like I don't really have like a middle ground. Mm-hmm. Like all my shit is like either like my inside of my brain's like a Lisa Frank folder <laughs> or like or like a vast hellscape. There's only <laughs> two modes. You know what I mean? So like I, I'm into being like with when they were when we were made slighted, I was just like, I just wanna be mean and negative. Like mm-hmm. Cause to be not because I feel like well kinda because I feel some a chip on my shoulder, but mostly because I just want this like you know like and i'm not trying to go up there and have a message and be positive i'm trying to help people think about like go ahead go off everybody else but i it will be insincere coming Mm -hmm. from me telling you so and you can feel it when somebody's trying to do that and they don't mean it you can so feel it and it it sucks so i like that you're not trying to yeah, like, the risk of looking like a douchebag. I'm not trying. <laughs> not trying to fake it. Yeah, isn't that funny? I like think... you would look like you could <laughs> sing songs about wanting to kill people, and it will <laughs> make you look better than if you were lying and being like, "Love you, babe." No, I think there's a deeper message with some of the other music I make. But slated, it's just supposed to be the gnarliness. Yeah, <laughs> I the think gnar. I think there is space for this and that it is valuable to have it out in the world for sure i think it's 
I and it you. and it's also just fucking cool like it's just <laughs> fun it's just good like yeah. that's uh, what i mean when i say for art i'm just like it, it, so it exists it's cool yeah. it's the same same reason i want to watch jason Voorhees stab a bunch of teenagers the first time i remember thinking about this was when like early in eminem's career Mm. And he would get so much shit about his music. And I'm like, there are horror movies, which I love, that are so much more violent than anything he's ever he's ever yeah. written about. But because he's like, I, I because he's a musician and we're supposed to take everything he says for some reason as yeah. fact and yeah. face value when we don't do that for people who write movies and books. It's such a strange. Exactly. exactly. And he's another one. All that stuff's a huge influence to me. That part of my childhood is a huge influence for me with Slated. Everything between Marilyn Manson and ICP and Eminem and everything was so bad, supposedly. And like, you know, I've shown the world how Blink-182 affected me. I, quite effectively i think <laughs> and like i'm that i was affected by some other shit too that's also music and mm. a lot of it was like you know my my cd collection was all, a lot of that stuff that i was my parents were super cool i was like <laughs> no censorship in this house so i knew that if i had a, if it had parental advisory on it it was i thought it was a good album and i wanted <laughs> My parents did give me ICP. I'm just yeah, saying. my dad was like, I remember him like shaking his fucking head, paying for it. But like, <laughs> like, all right, dude, you really want this? And it was in clearance. And it was two ninety nine, and I was like, I literally want it. Not to completely put you on the spot, but if there was an insane clown posse song that connected with you the most, that if there was one. That you had to one to one to slide. I've been it. waiting for this conversation my whole life. <laughs> if there was one, if if there was an ICP song, if somebody could only hear slighted and one insane clown posse song, what would that song be? It's called Mr. Johnson's Head. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> it's about killing your teacher because he's a he's a racist bigot. So you kill him. So you kill him. And then you have and then you're a violent J and your teacher's a racist. So you cut off Mr. Johnson's head and you keep it in your book bag and nobody knows what happened to him. And they get a um, they get a substitute teacher and your his his head stinking up your locker and your book bag. <laughs> and all the kids, no one knows where Mr. Johnson is and no one pays attention to him because he's an unassuming nerd. But he's sitting in class with Mr. Johnson's head in his book bag. And he straight up says that Mr. Johnson was a bigot racist and that's why he murdered him. They, straight up. They were always... People had that they people were so surprised at like the juggalos being on the uh, 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 like the left side of things. Yeah. And I was like, it was always yeah. there. <laughs> it was always there. Yeah, it was really always there. It's um, there's a lot of and there's a lot of like witch house. Uh, it's called now. There's a lot of like soundcloud like hardcore rappers mm -hmm. who sound nothing like icp but there's like a basis though in their scene about like being like radically left and singing songs about murder and there's a song icp has a song called chicken hunting from like <laughs> 1993 you're the same album and, i think yeah it's the same album chicken hunting is code for let's go out and kill rednecks which is crazy. That's like a hateful, but like, I would say don't go out. Let's not. Hey, man, rednecks are cool. Let's check their 
opinions on some shit first. <laughs> Let's ask him a few questions, man. You can't paint everyone with such a broad brush. That's the more realistic version. Hey, if he answers A, B, and C, I got no problem. Waste him. But that might just be a nice old man. To fill out a questionnaire. Yeah. Fill out the questionnaire. We will see you with the decision in six to eight business days, you know? And then we get maybe we go roll back with Violent J and the posse and but yeah, that that's what I mean. Slated is is we hate racists and we want to just murder people too. And I take it at the seriousness. That's why we're talking about this. I take it at the level of seriousness as far as the murder stuff goes that I think ICP does. And then when slated, I think it's thinking about my feelings. I'm dead ass serious. <laughs> yeah. I'm so ICP. So I, I can't, you know, I can't believe left of the dial has been a podcast for, but for three or four years now, and I think this might be the first ICP. The first mentioned. ICP. I'm mentioned. almost positive. Yep. I've told like three people that I wanted slighted to be like ICP, and they were all like, "Ha ha ha ha!" And you're like, "I'm, I'm not like, fucking joking." No, you guys get it. You <laughs> yeah. guys know what I'm saying. Because <laughs> oh. the jugglers are very welcoming too. They'll think mm-hmm. it's cool that it's all like fast. Yes. They'll be like, ah, "Yeah, bro, you yeah. play that crazy shit." And I'll be like, I, "Yeah." I know you said it's pie <laughs> in the sky. I don't think it's pie in the sky i think it's a really like natural fit that makes sense i don't know I talk to jay the guy jay reason um was like this he owns our label he's mm-hmm. responsible 100 percent for slighted like existing everybody everybody listening reach out to jay let him know yeah. that uh jay reason on instagram tell him slight has got to play the gathering of juggalos hell yeah that's how ICP probably could do more about it than Jay probably could. <laughs> probably, I probably. I am, Let's tell them. I am looking up who's been playing Gathering of the Juggalo lately. Yeah, is there any, like, because I really am into, like, and when I was writing a lot of these lyrics and we were making Slighted, I was listening to so much, like, hardcore, hardcore mm-hmm. rap. Like, I really do like I that love... stuff. It's distracting. It's fun. I don't, like, get in my feelings. Hardcore. ICP. So funny. No, I fucking love... You do love ICP. You knew that um, <laughs> you knew those songs were on the same record. <laughs> I did. Don't think that flew under my radar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like I went through like a big like overall horrorcore. Like I, it didn't end. I'm like still there. I can see that for you. Oh my god! I like. It. Have you guys ever heard of this girl named Smalls? She's a she's a horrorcore rapper. I hope she, I hope tag Smalls and tell her I love her. Okay, you got it. <laughs> she's, this, she's this like a uh, girl who raps about killing and slaughtering people. <laughs> See, that rules. I follow her on Instagram. I listen to her on Spotify all the time. She rules. I'm gonna. This is the. This is what I need to hear. I was just gonna say, Jen. This is really. <laughs> this is for me. Total juggler. She would be right up your alley. Oh. Oh. Hold on, it's like what I need like her full. I'm going into my Spotify. That's not her full ass name. See, I'm looking up. Okay, the, the, the she'll notice me if I shout her out. What? <laughs> the 2022 <laughs> Gathering of the Juggalos. We had yeah. Slick Rick. Whoa. KRS One was there. That's cool. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Well, her name is Smalls One. Smalls One. If you're listening, yes. hi. <laughs> oh, okay, I found her. 
Oh, this is exciting. Danny Brown went to Gathering of the Oh, my God. Yeah, let's gather at the Juggalos. Let's gather at the Juggalos. This is the new campaign, and Jen and I will be there. Chris Hansen? Slighted slighted gets on that. What? Well, as the tears run through my Juggalo face paint, (laughs) the tears of joy. If they have Chris Hansen, like Chris Hansen. That's amazing. Then we can get slighted at Gathering of the Juggalos. (laughs) That's so cool. That's People so were just like, funny. yeah, Chris Hansen, great job catching all those predators. <laughs> we know that we sing about committing crimes, but we don't really no, want to be <laughs> Good job, man. This was a really good way for me to make Andrea uh, edit in an ICP song into the episode. Because <laughs> oh, you will be playing that oh, now. 100%. Something's happening, but it isn't very clear. Sounds like a bell, sounds like an electric. Yeah, Mr. Johnson's head is not a popular song. That's how I know that we're real. (laughs) I know. know. That's why I'm saying when you said that's on the same album, I was like, okay. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. I can't believe I've made it this far without bringing up New Jersey, without bringing up South Jersey in particular. Are are you two from the same area in South Jersey? Well, I live Where in Williamstown from? now. Oh, yeah. Fuck. You li- you're you in Williamstown right now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're like 20 minutes apart as we record this. 25. Let's go. Right so now, that- probably 20. <laughs> if I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's, there's yeah. a different, for listeners outside of Jersey, and I mean this with love, I'm from Burlington and Camden County. They're my two, like, areas. But I feel like y'all are, like, little... It's a little bit of a different breed. I'm like between you two. I'm like in the middle. What Andrea is saying is, in Burlington County, we wouldn't listen to Insane Clown Posse. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not surprised to find that. that you could... I had a pet raccoon in Burlington County. It's not, there was nothing classy about it. What town? In Burlington what? County? Yeah. Um, Mount Holly and West Hampton. That's where I, I got my... All my friends are in Mount Holly. And- I mean, I'm in Philly now, but I grew up in, in Jersey. The three of us right now are a triangle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. What I'm hearing. And at the middle is where the Gathering lights. of the Juggalos will be. <laughs> it's the spiritual energy that is going to bring Slighted to the Gathering of the Juggalos. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Manifest it. A hundred percent. Jen and I are going to be... Uh, head of the street team that's going to campaign hard for this because I think you deserve it. No, I appreciate that. We have the whole band <laughs> appreciates it. We're going to spot left of the dial is going to sponsor the Gathering of right. All right, let me pivot out of Juggalo yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jen, segue us into something else. Yeah, yeah. Zachary Ross and the Divine. <laughs> Uh-huh. Is that how we want to do it? Do we I love the idea of just full whiplash back and forth. Okay. <laughs> well, when I like it too. That's how my brain works. Yeah. When, when you were explaining your when I asked the question about 
Flighted and Zachary Ross, and you were talking about it. What I was picturing was you like running between two rooms <laughs> and recording a Slighted song, and then running back and recording a Zachary Ross and the Divide. Uh, it's more like go really hard on one thing for a week, and then next week do the other, band, then next week do the other band, then next. That's like how it ends up, honestly. Um, but yeah, it's definitely two things at the same time, and I, I. I'm uh, insatiable. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, I, it takes a lot for me to get like, all right, I've done enough today with music or this month or like, but I wish things came out faster than they did. That's just the way the world works. I'm not throwing shade at anyone. Um, but I, if, you know, I, I'm already uh, figuring out when the next slighted recording is and that's because slighted came out like two weeks ago <laughs> and um, divine came out today so i'm sure that as soon as that slighted time is booked the next thing i'll figure out is what's the divine is doing next and then that will be figured out and then i kind of and then i actually will hit be hitting the road with slighted by the time yes. that's figured out so it really it's just like a talk always a back and forth in my head but it's natural and it's fun yeah. I give up on shit if I don't like it anymore. Yeah. I really do. Which that's cool. Sometimes I, I think wish I did sometimes, but um and I think it keeps me excited about both of them have it keeps me from uh straying too far from either of them because mm -hmm. I have all the outlets I want. Yeah. I'm never you know, you could say you only played pop punk but you had this desire to play like metal, you could be on tour for three years just like damn i really you might end up in a situation where you're like i'm quitting pop punk to play metal. <laughs> right. you know what i mean and it's like I, I don't i'm just nice just me just in my shit you know yeah yeah some of these it's it's funny you were just saying like you know the stuff moves slower than than you'd hoped and as i was listening to this i i remember when um when you when zachary ross and the divine played the studio session at lefto I was surprised at how many songs you played at that that weren't on the release that was out at the time. And now I'm recognizing you and me in particular is one that like, I think about that song a lot um, already. Oh, so I was excited to hear a like, proper studio version of it. She takes control of me. She makes me forget everything. She's
you've been sitting on these for a little while, yeah. Ever. And now I'm sitting on new ones. Then it's been <laughs> like that. It's just, I'm really accustomed to it at yeah. this point. There's like three, I imagine it. The way I visualize it in my mind, uh, it's like almost like a three-tiered barbecue or oven. And I have <laughs> things that are cooking and I'm moving. Okay, it's gonna go on the top <laughs> thing for now. You know what I mean? This has to. This needs to get a little more on the other side, <laughs> and then things are ready to be served. But I can never have total control over when things come off the grill. All I can do is cook it really well. That's a good way to put it. Do you? I'm trying to ask this question without uh, trying to like hint at what I think an answer might be. Um, how do you know when a song is done? All right. You didn't hint at anything. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that much of an issue with it. As much as I know that other songwriters and musicians do. Uh, I'm probably towards the end of people who are good at knowing. Uh, for me, it's almost like I, I, I'm rushing it to be done. It sounds mm-hmm. terrible. I'm completely honest with you. It's like, okay, well. I have an intro, I have a first verse, I have, a, I have a decided on a structure and then wrote all that. Um, the lyrics are all there, I recorded it. There might even be things wrong with this recording. I'm like, oh, I wish it was different. And frankly, there's no timeline. Like I record a song in my room, right? Listen back, go, ooh, I sound like shit there. I could re-record that. I'm just like, but I'm like, ah, it'll have to do. And then I send it to all like my friends and the people in the band. And I'm like, just know that at that one part, I'll record my voice better. Because I am very, I'm like, ah, I got to get it out. Like, I want it out of me. I want people to hear it. Mm-hmm. I think that my brain, I think I get the good chemicals when at first when someone hears it. I don't think I'm getting any good kind of thing. Well, maybe very little, but I don't think I'm getting any kind of like brain sparks and hap- of happiness creating it. I think I get that when it's done and people are like, oh, that sounds cool or that was beautiful. And I'm like, thanks. My feelings are beautiful. That was worth <laughs> feeling then, I guess. This is, I guess, what it is. And I'm spoiled because I need to be told that my anguish turned into something admirable for my life to seem like it has purpose isn't that insane no i don't think it's insane (laughs) i think it's i think it's it's uh there's something very like self-aware and Maybe that's self-aware to be able to articulate that. I think there are a lot of people who feel that way and maybe wouldn't be able to put words to it. And it's, like, it's cool that you were able to do that so succinctly. Yeah, it's the truth. Uh, because I, I, yeah, you know, I've I've been doing this. I've been getting interviewed about, again, I'm really lucky. People have been asking me about how I write songs and stuff since I was like 20. Mm-hmm. And there was a handful of years where you say what's cool or you say mm-hmm. the first thing come to mind. And then I'm in a point in my life where I really try to answer stuff because mm-hmm. I want to know too. And just like listening back maybe 20 years from now or something to know how you really felt. Yeah. I listen to a lot of old interviews and I listen to a lot of the people that I'm inspired by. I mean, old like the seventies and the eighties and 
and I think about how they must have felt in the 90s, 2000s watching it. And I want that for myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to keep it real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Think back to this when you're on stage for the 10th year in a row at Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> yeah. You can be like, I remember. Yeah. And I think I only say that to say that I wasn't keeping it real mm-hmm. for like the younger years of Man of the Board. Like never. I was I was I wouldn't let myself be vulnerable in an interview. I loved being interviewed and I'd be funny and entertain you, but not emotionally real. At a big old wall up, you know? And it's kinda like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's not to be I think that's what a lot of like growing up is in general. Like I think that actually not to go back to the juggalo thing again, but it is a good <laughs> it is a good barometer for what I'm talking about. Like I think that ten years ago I would I would be like insane clown pussy. Right. But I exactly. would be lying. I know exactly what, right. And I'm cool. You would go you would downplay it mm-hmm. significantly for the and you would get your like LOLs out of it mm-hmm. and then move on. I'm much cooler now but, openly talking about juggalos. You are. <laughs> you literally are. Yeah. You, you truly are. And and people don't kids you don't even realize kids that when you're younger, that. but it's still yeah. true when you're younger. If you look back you might have thought something was lame, but then somebody around you likes that thing with confidence. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh. Oh, I'm Maybe lame. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's how, it, like, a lot of growing up is like, mm-hmm. we just don't, like, put that together until we're, like, adults for some reason, I think. That's... Just own shit, yeah. you know? Own that you love ICP and stuff, and people will be like, that's cool, you're cool. <laughs> yeah, I think. Way cooler than pretending. Even when somebody, or when somebody, even when like a thing that somebody likes actually does suck, <laughs> like if they're so excited about it, it, I'm like, okay, well, I don't think you Me suck. Too. I think that's yeah, cool. I like that. I like that. The older I get, too, or I say, I used to be a very like elitist gamer, <laughs> and I would have my opinions on everything. Now I'm like, I think that like, I think that any video game is cool if you play the fuck out of it like if somebody told me that like if somebody was like i have three thousand hours in like any barbie like you know whatever Uh, i would be like that rules i would want to meet (laughs) that's so cool that's your shit you love that shit like you're cool for that i want to know like all the the nooks and crannies of that you've figured out that like literally no one knows you're an expert in something weird you weirdo (laughs) yeah like Like, if if someone can love it that much it must not suck that bad yeah so um it's just i mean that's kind of why i interview better now i think (laughs) to wrap it all to put a bow on that whole (laughs) conversation i think that's why i'm able to articulate things and then better than i used to i just didn't try i don't think a lot of people try I think they have social anxiety mm-hmm. that even though they're able to keep it cool during an interview, there's still all these millions of calculations being made in their brain, right. all sorts of stuff. And then eventually you hit a point in your career where if someone's asking you questions, you just shut up and listen. Try Instead of thinking about what you're going to say, you know, and I think I'm there right now. That's cool. Hell cool. yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling in a very honest chapter of my life, but I don't think it's going to hurt no no that's like the best chapter to be on <laughs> i guess new for me yeah well I don't think i've ever been in i don't think i've never had an honest chapter before well, yeah. it's, 
Yeah. And I don't think that's anything to fault. I don't think you or anybody listening who's feeling that should like fault themselves for that. I think we like. I think everybody does is, that. Just totally left music and now we're just in a therapy podcast. But I think it's, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. we're all protecting ourselves and I get it. And I think that's okay. But also if you can strip that away and yeah. can feel like, you know, safe and vulnerable enough to be honest that way, it's, it can only be good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's things that happen in my personal life outside of music that I didn't, um, it's funny how that stuff works. You know, when I felt a few years ago, I, I have a real, and I don't mind anyone knowing this or us talking about this. I have a really fulfilling job that I love with major league baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. I love my job. Mm-hmm. That being said, I didn't work there like three years ago. And it's funny to me to notice uh, how guarded I was about my music, how kind of overly calculated how emotional, too emotional, how unhinged I kind of was when I didn't like anything else about my life. Mm. Really. Mm. Or I didn't have like another thing. I had to protect. I had to, ooh, this being the guy from Man Overboard is all I got. Well, because I didn't like what I went home to after that. You know what I mean? And I didn't like the things going on and outside my life. You see a lot of guys in their life after their band, the happy ones, usually have like a wife or a baby or some sort of fulfilling career. Or some reason, you need something. And I, I really have a fulfilling thing outside of music now. And it's helped me so yeah. much. I thought it would distract me. Right. It's made me be like, I can do anything I want. It's made me stop worrying. And I think that's like a big part of it, to be honest. I don't calculate things and worry about every single move I make musically because I don't, I'm not worried about saving my own life. Which is like literally what it was for a couple of years. Like every song that comes out has to save my life, which is insane, but it's truth. And like a lot of slighted is releasing a lot of that, how that drove me crazy. And then a lot of the new divine sounds fun. Mm -hmm. It's a fun pop punk record because I've, because, because of that, because of the violins are gone for this album and the pianos and every, all that other shit. Cause like, I don't need to, put on a show right now like i just want to be punk and get my feelings out on but in both bands yeah that's an overarching theme for like both bands albums like i just want to fucking rip shit up right now like i don't it's all good it doesn't need to be a fucking movie right now you know that's a really good i don't think people talk about that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i think that's a really common thing i mean like on a much smaller scale than uh, being in Man Overboard. But even, like, yeah, I get weird even about, like, some of the writing stuff that I do because yeah, for sure. before I was, like, I don't know, had other things going on or, like, care. I mean, I had other things going on, but before I was, like, oh, I care about the other things going on. Mm-hmm. It yes, was, like, exactly. That. if something, like, underperformed or something or didn't go anywhere, I would be, like, Mm-hmm. It's all over. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it like, yeah, it doesn't have to actually be like that. And uh same exact thing. Cause yeah, obviously I didn't sit in my room for for five years when Man Overboard ended, but I didn't mm-hmm. connect emotionally to anything that was going on in my life. I didn't I couldn't identify as a person who's doing those things. You know, like I didn't like telling people about what I I got to a point a few years ago where it was like every conversation if I my social anxiety became and I'm sure I imagined it worse than it was but it became that if we weren't if 
people ask me about my music all the time out of my own um anxiety i never brought it up because i never wanted to be mm -hmm. perceived as the guy who only can talk about that mm -hmm. so i wouldn't bring it up so i was very aware of the fact that i wouldn't bring it up mm -hmm. and it's all anyone would talk to me about right and i was like there's nothing else to me there's nothing else to me yeah. at all like if i take this out of it the conversation it's still the whole conversation no one cares about anything else and i don't care about anything else and that's all changed my life's changed and we're talking a few years ago but i think that's like I'm saying this to talk about the music, you know, <laughs> I think it reflects in the, the confidence that it takes to like write or that it took me to write songs that are as ridiculous as the slighted songs <laughs> and to have more fun with the divine and have it represent the guys we actually are more accurately. Um, it's just, it's all a product of all of that. You know, what's fascinating about this is obviously Jen and I didn't know the specifics of any of that or, you know, yeah. weren't in your head. But you can feel that so much in both of these albums. Like they both feel really like I don't know if this is like hyperbolic or what to say, but they both feel really free. Like they both really you can absolutely feel that kind of like lightness, even as heavy as the slighted album is. You can still feel that kind of like. Yeah, I feel pretty like unchained. Yeah. It's a great word. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, I felt chained and I wasn't, I'm not, it was, it was me doing it to me. It was my, my brain chaining me, mm -hmm. but it, but I, I, I don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I had to work. I had to improve areas of my life that aren't music related. I had, and I still do, but I'm, but I'm doing really like I've, I've started and I know that I can do it and I've made a lot of progress and it's going well. So it's like, uh, it's giving me all sorts of power. Feels like, you know, mm -hmm. wake up every day for to be someone like me. To wake up and 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 feel fulfilled and feel like you did something cool and feel proud and not think about the fact that you're a musician until eleven thirty at night is <laughs> like, oh my god, life just got like awesome finally. Like this is what I wanted. Not that I don't appreciate being known and being able to make some money playing music but i've had that for a long time and i want the whole part of life that everybody wants you know what i mean and um that affected the music yeah stepping back and being like oh i i can be more than one thing I totally just mm -hmm. hit the mic yeah and i had a period where i didn't even know what the other thing was right. and i just wanted anything else I didn't want to be anything else but me, but anything else, please. Like, I felt that everybody else I knew was two things and I was only one. Well, I think that's the story we tell artists so often. And it's and not even just musicians, but like just just in general that like you have to be obsessed with and only about the art you make and if you're not thinking about it 24 hours a day that you're not like a quote unquote real artist. And I think it's bullshit. And I think you're you know living proof of that i think so much of what you said right now is so important for people to hear it's mm -hmm. like I, I think there's an age when when you should be more um focused on it than i am but you know it's like dude i'm in my mid-30s like i should well, there's making art and all this stuff is great and it's great that i'm able to have a level of success with things i do but uh it's also great to have to to retire one day it's also <laughs> great that if 
I was dating someone and they got pregnant, I would have enough money that it wouldn't be a disaster. It would be a, something to celebrate. Right. You know what I mean? It's this is like there's some things that come with what I there's some things I want. And they have to do with the age that I'm becoming that and they're going to make me just as happy or happier to have than like certain things the music industry brings at this point, to be completely honest with you guys. Yeah, so no, like I get that. I don't know if it's because I'm older or because I've experienced some of it already, but like, all right, you know, I want to make money playing music and I want that to be my job, but levels of recognition, I wouldn't trade them for like a good relationship and a nice family and a good house and stuff, you know, just so like what, 10,000 more kids think I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like that. And then that's another thing that makes the music come out more honest too. <laughs> right yeah right. not worrying about other yeah trying to totally yeah focus like, like, dude, like whatever. yeah plus i'm not gonna be like a 30s year a 30 year old guy trying to get more clout i'm happy with the clout <laughs> i have i'm gonna take it i'm gonna keep it and nurture it i don't need more let's work with the clout we got <laughs> happy with it it's more than enough it's a um, it's enough it's enough it's more than enough to do stuff and you can i you can so tell when it's like people are forcing it or they're like, you can tell when they're trying to. I don't ever want to look like that. You don't. My biggest... Like when I told you guys I had a thing where I wouldn't bring up my music with anyone. It's because of that fear. I don't ever. I think that's so pathetic. And... Ugh, I never <laughs> want to be viewed that way. It's like my worst nightmare. It's for... That's another reason I keep making side projects too. It's like I'm not living in yesterday. I don't. I miss doing stuff with Man Overboard. I miss my friends, um, and we're gonna do stuff again. But it, I don't like not. I don't. Nothing will ever hang me up to the point that I stop doing stuff. You know, I hate that image of just clinging, the clinging mm. guy. Yeah. So I just try to keep it weird. And, <laughs> you know, and I don't think you know. I think it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it would ever, unless you're doing TikTok dances. I don't think you're gonna look that way. You know, like when you, when people do the and sometimes the TikTok. There was a TikTok once that like blew up where I was. I shared a video of kids watching while their friends die laughing because it was like a great video. That's legit. And and even when I do that though, if our or if somebody like once in a blue moon I see a meme about pop punk, I think it's like really funny. Or somebody paints. I have this painting in the next room. Somebody paints like defend pop punk thing. Even when I share something that I know damn well I'm okay for sharing, I still have that self-conscious anxiety of like, oh, people think. Like if something really proud happened to me right now that had to do with Man Overboard and anyone on earth was like, you should post that. My brain would be like, everyone's going to think that you just like are this pathetic guy no. only caring about Man Overboard. Like, so I just don't like, that's why sometimes I'm like, ugh. You know, I don't just don't want to be that guy, like you were saying. That's like a pendulum swinging thing where it's like you can go too far in both directions and finding somewhere in the middle. Like you, you know, you're you're, you know, Jen and I are are maybe a little biased to be saying this, but like Man Overboard is something to be proud Proud of of, and to be openly proud of, I think. And I know that you are proud of of what what you guys have done. But also, like, I don't think it's something you need to necessarily feel like you know like modest about 
either. Like, I think that that, there's like a healthy balance there, right? That can be hard to That's what I'm always trying to do. And I think that I I probably do it fine. I think the real issue is that I even think about it, that this is a thing in my brain. Um, I think that's a way bigger thing than how I come off to anyone. I think I probably come off to everybody in my life the way that I want to, the way that I intended to. But on a day-to-day thing, I think the people I work with, the people I make music with, perceive me probably close to the way I wanted. <laughs> and I don't have anything socially to worry about very much, but I do still. And that's probably, it's just my own. We all have things. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah of yeah. course. It's just like somebody will bring up in the office, somebody's like, oh, I go to, uh, we're going to, you know, some country. And of course, most people have never been there, but I've been there like two mm-hmm. times before I was like 24 years old. Right. How many times can you turn around and go, Belgium is actually sick? Or like, <laughs> dude, when you go to Ber- you don't want to, you don't want to be that guy. Or that I don't, like, I just, I never want someone to be like, we get it, Zach. <laughs> so I just don't, you know? They, you got to like pull it out of me. There's some people at MLB that think it's really cool that I'm a man overboard and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But, and we talk about it sometimes, but they kind of pull it out of me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what about you, Zach? What's the craziest? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'll be like, wow. Since you asked. <laughs> but yeah, there's a level of self-consciousness. I think that's the overarching theme of the, the music I've put out and, recently and like everything going on with me um is like i stopped i like my life now um i'm writing songs faster meaning like i'm saying they're done like to with your other question i'm saying they're done faster right now like i'm like dude that that (laughs) seems like a good sign to me like that's cool yeah hell yeah (laughs) yeah I wrote all the slighted songs like, like the same way you write a grocery list. Like, like I was just like, oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, well guess what, uh huh, yeah, mm, yeah, that's it, that's what I'm gonna say. Record. I fucking I I love that. I that's zero thought some of the lines i think are bad i think it's some of my worst <laughs> lyrics ever some of them are inflated, but i think it's funny that i said it i say check this shit here's what i'm gonna do check i say uh check this shit here's what you did to me check this out here's what i'm gonna do that's dumb that rules. <laughs> you know yeah it rules and it's also it's you know why else this is cool that it's not just like I'm sure there are examples of of somebody doing something similar and it not being cool, it not being fun, and it coming from somebody who doesn't really, who is either taking it too seriously, or what I was going to say is it's such an awareness of the genre that you get that it's appropriate, that it, like, makes total sense Mm -hmm. in these songs to say stuff like that. Yeah, like, we're going off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, It's a meltdown. I was, like, like laughing in a good way the first time yeah, i listened yeah. to it i was like this rules this is so <laughs> fun and it's so crazy yeah it, like it's supposed to be very unhinged mm-hmm. i don't know if slighted will stay that way forever i would like for it to i'm also i'm really inspired by bands like afi and ceremony that like really really changed mm-hmm. 
And I could see myself wanting to do that, like evolve hardcore, like five slighted albums from now. We sound like like December Underground AFI <laughs> or like we sound like the, the Cure or something yeah. but, or like Slipknot or like it's full blown metal, like or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like Ozfest level three and a half minute song, full blown metal. <laughs> I would like it to be all, to go on like a journey. I don't see myself. I want to do slighted forever, but I don't see us making like it's going to be silly to make like 10 years worth of 50 seconds song. Right. well so it seems but, like this is the one that was kind of like percolating forever right this is yeah. the one that had to come out you know because yeah i think we have a full length of this style like in oh. or two like yeah. of our for sure we definitely have like a lot a lot of songs that we haven't recorded they're really they're equally obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> good i love it i love to hear that yeah, I try to just think of the writing process for lyrics for Slighted is think of one sentence and then work backwards. <laughs> Sit down. You're not going anywhere. Um, you don't have any fucking friends left. Um, keep that fucking energy. That one's yeah. good, too. Uh, yeah. That rules. Thinking, thinking, of, thinking of one thing and, and, and then being like, that's the like blanket statement. And then I kind of spread the spread it out in both directions from there. So how, just to let's let's, how is that different from how you approach uh, Zachary Ross and the Divine? It's different. Zachary Ross and the Divine and Man Overboard both is more. Oh, I thought of this chorus that. Or this verse where I love this riff and these lyrics I think are really good and it's catchy and this is just the perfect moment. I've thought of the perfect moment mm-hmm. in my mind. It's it's either like like I think of I wrote like I write like a lyric with a riff. Like they go like like the moment <laughs> comes in my head, you know what I mean? Like at once. When I have a really, really good one of those, that's like a divine song that's how man overboard songs get written and the same thing i spread out from there once in a while if it's truly like to be honest with you guys if i'm like crying like like when i was younger like if i had just gotten like broke up with someone i'm super if it's like really going down i'm 19 years old writing a song my heart is aching i would start from the beginning and i would start from the beginning of the first verse and i would write the first chorus when i got to the first chorus and then I, and I would just keep going. And I guess it would still be like that. I'm more of a control over my emotions now. Mm-hmm. But um, it's even, but it's it's either that in extreme times, extreme set, or I don't even know though, because that might've just meant I thought of the beginning first. <laughs> a lot of times that moment yeah. was the beginning. But yeah, usually I think of like a moment with those where with this is just kind of like, yo, like right now I have one in my head. I, I want to write it. The only idea for a slated song I have is that I want to go, I want to say, all right, already. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. That's like all that's I got. So good. <laughs> that will turn into like a whole thing. Uh-huh. And now that like, the band exists and you guys are familiar with it, you like know what I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to go, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then have like murderous mosh part come after that. But, um, <laughs> with man overboard with the divine it's more like this moment like oh man i just uh, it's way more egotistical too <laughs> like i'm like 
I just thought of the most banging fucking thing ever. <laughs> like, and it's it's not as good as I think it is. Like, I will. I can tell you, Nick and Wayne back in the day, like so many Man Overboard songs, they sounded good when they were done on the record. But I remember grabbing the guitar and being like, press uh, my phone, hitting voice memo, and I'd be like, fucking like you know, I can't think of a Man Overboard song. Like I just sing a thing to them. And they'd be like, yeah, it's great. And I'm like, what are you kidding? That's the best. What the fuck? <laughs> then when the studio, you know, and the song's done, everyone's like, great job, man. You really wrote a good song. And I just realized that they, I, it was very premature. They can't hear what I hear in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't, uh, can't do that. So I, I was, it was, it's very like ego driven when I was younger uh, with the divine. It's just kind of like, yo, you guys think this is sick. I kind of think this is sick and like sing it to them. But like, not ego driven like it was competition, but I would be texting the guys, man, overboard saying things like, I just wrote the sickest fucking song <laughs> you've ever heard in your life. SMD, the whole thing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, I would be like, I would send, I would send them like a voice memo of me playing acoustic guitar, like a song I wrote, and then like myself, I would write like, like, come on, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I, and then the rest of the guys in the band will be like, yeah, it rules. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I kind of love that, like, uh, almost like absurd. Com- you're just you're making me think of um, the the story for when Fallout Boy, when Patrick wrote Sugar, We're Going Down. He apparently like came out of the studio and was like, I just paid everybody's kids college career. Like he just knew. And I love that kind of like to yeah. think that and say it, I think is so fun. <laughs> like, a, I love um, it. They, I was tripping on mushrooms. Man, Overboard was really, really... We were recording Real Talk. We were, like, really young. And we... Uh, which is, if you're listening, our first record, if you didn't know, because it's kind of with the story. <laughs> it was we were making our first record, and I was tripping on mushrooms, and they were like, yo, come listen to this, come listen to this. And I heard... And that was the first time in my life I ever heard Montrose by Man Overboard finished. And the story goes, I vaguely remember that I said... That's it. Like, we did it. Like, congratulations. You're welcome. This band's going to be big. We're going to have fans. We're going to do it. I told everyone, like, this is good. We're going to do Warp Tour. We're going to do the whole nine. I'm so happy. I vaguely remember crying a little, like, tears of joy. And I shook everyone's hand. I on shrooms, and I went and climbed up into a bunk bed and went to bed happy. <laughs> I love stories I like that so, so much. That's... I was like, yo, oh, dude. Like, we, we did it. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I didn't think it was like, going to be this good. I have, I don't feel that way, like, sitting at the computer writing a song or sitting here with a guitar. Not always. That's a special thing. But, like... There, I have like wow moments with the other songs. You know, there's other times where people will be, that's so good. And I'm like, really? I thought that was a whatever thing of mine. But sometimes I am there, yeah. Like I'll sit back. I've been working on a song for like an hour and a half and I'll sit back and hear like one part of it. And I'm like, okay. It's usually like when one lyric clicks, like when I like maybe finish the second verse and I can read it all back and I see how it flows and it's sassy and it all rhymes. And I'm like, <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's like around it towards it being complete, and then that fuels that like psycho energy that wants to text it to everyone. <laughs> they're like their jobs and stuff, and they're like, "Thank, okay, Zach, I'll hear it." 
I'll hear it later, buddy. <laughs> You're like, no, now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, let me know. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Do you have, I've just realized, and it's, I, I love that this is the direction that this conversation has gone. I think we've actually only directly talked about one song specifically between oh yeah so i just want to know for king dopamine do you have a song in mind that you really felt that with off of the cp that experience that we could we could point to sure i mean there's two that come to mind um but as far as like that that epic feeling of like wow i think i this is special to me like if i was a music listener i would think this is amazing or beautiful i love this is uh this song when you talk It's the verses. I love the verses of that song. Um, They make me, they made me sit back and go like, I'm proud of that. Like, I just painted a beautiful picture. I want to take a picture of it and share it (laughs) online. Like, they they made me, or I just look at this dish I just created. (laughs) Click. Like, that's, the verses of that song make me feel that way. And um, because I don't write songs like that, too, I think the lyrics of that song are are cool because I think they're pretty easy to understand. And um, 
I don't sing about that a lot. It's about feeling dejected. Mm-hmm. And just like, it's funny. It's like the same thing as Slighted. It's just like, <laughs> that song's like, dude, I'm over it. You know what I mean? I'm really fucking over it with like all your everything. It's fine. It's fine, but I'm good. And I don't believe you. And that song's like calling someone a liar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when you talk probably makes me feel that way. But then there's a, musically the song um, New Girl is my favorite. I think I think New Girl's my favorite. Really? Yeah. I think so happy. Yeah. That's like the risk in our eyes. That's cool. That's what I said to Jen. I was like, New Girl goes kind of crazy.
It's like a Motley Crue song. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, actually. Wait, I think last time you were on the podcast, didn't I think we talked about a Motley Crue song? Now yeah, that, yeah that's probably. Cool. That, They're like one of my favorite bands. They've just been like in your head. That's cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, the divine can sound like Motley Crue, where Man Overboard can't. <laughs> <laughs> really, it, you know, like it's the Nikki Six style riff. Um, yeah, that's so funny. Me and Jason, totally. Uh, like, like me and our drummer Jason, our favorite thing in the world is that we call it the Tommy Lee beat, and it's the same thing with Angels Don't Kill on our first record. Mm-hmm. But instead of most punk bands, we feel like would have been, um, uh, I'm trying to think what they would have done. Oh, most punk bands would probably be there's a new girl, and we're just Tommy Lee style. <laughs> 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 like a fucking like a clock <laughs> i love it and um yeah that's like our 80s that's the one that we're like are people gonna be like wtf i th- no if they are they're stupid, stupid. because like it's yeah I, Many, I don't know if like in case you um new girl is about uh i think i tried to like empower some some female energy <laughs> some female empowerment energy like new girls just about like obviously i think i've known a lot of women that have gone through this and i've always been kind of like just always kind of like um, admired their situation um i think new girls about being a girl moving to a city where you don't know anyone probably because of a job or just because you got like life was stagnant there you needed to and being like fuck it fuck it and then also just like telling yourself you're the shit, mm-hmm. getting hot, going to a fucking <laughs> bar. I mean, like getting yourself yeah, yeah. good, <laughs> going to a bar and just feeling yourself and burning everything behind you. And because I thought that was like a really rock and roll concept. Yeah. yeah. That's what it's about. And I've known a lot of girls, like I said, whether I was a guy who met them in the new city or I watched them go. Mm-hmm. I've just seen that happen like a handful of times. And it's always the same type of woman who I'm like, you go get them. <laughs> this is like the opposite of what Drake sings about. Because yeah, I try to, Drake did I, a I like, hotline I like women. Yep. Drake doesn't like women. <laughs> I like them. What can I say? Drake says, oh, why are you confident? It hurts my feelings. <laughs> really? like, new girl is like the opposite oh, yeah. of hotline bling. <laughs> yeah, no, we say like new girl is basically being like, what's up? <laughs> you, can have any boy, you can have any boy you want. To. And also, also, if you can lie, you can, <laughs> you can, you can just say stuff. Like, just tell everyone. I, it's like, you can just lie. You can do anything. Like, you're, it's a fresh start. Nobody in this city hates you or anything like that. Like, you, all the people you hate are like 800 miles away this rules (laughs) like you can do anything and i say i say on purpose in the chorus that she's perfect because that's the the, was my point it was that like you're good you you, let's see who can who deserves your attention out there in this great big new city that you have to explore i love you can lie that's so so good (laughs) i'm gonna be that's so funny. Uh, yeah, I think women should lie more. I think actually, women lie yeah, more. yeah. Lie, it's fine. Just lie. Just like you can lie to me. I'm saying, if we meet at a bar tonight and you lie to me, 
we spend the next like two days in contact or like i'm saying if our relationship breaks a certain threshold i would like you to tell me about (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't lie about that (laughs) but i won't be mad like if 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 i hang out with you if we're like still hanging out four fucking days later we're like up each other's ass and you're like yo i I was never in the fucking circus bro I'm going to be like, really? You rule? You lied to me about being in the circus? I'm going to be like, oh, my God, you're crazy. That's so cool. I love you. You know, I was in a circus (laughs) once. I was at the gathering of the chocolate. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can lie. You can lie. Don't hold the lie out for, you know, don't like to have a secret family (laughs) or anything. You can lie. Lie over it. Uh, wear a wig. Say your name. Wear a wig. Have fun. Can you imagine day four with someone and they just go, and by the way. By the way. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I would be like, that's lit. You're like a whole different flavor. flavor. That is literally what I would say. Oh my god. Zach, I think we could talk to you forever, but we do have to <laughs> wrap uh wrap this up at some point, I think. I know, I know. I feel bad. I can't, I always no, 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 pull no. everything off to a tangent. No, I, no, I love I it. Like I yeah, this is like I, I I mean it. We could do we could just keep talking, but I think for our listeners, I want them to go actually listen to I'll be back in a couple months. You're I mean, come back literally anytime. <laughs> it sounds like you always have music coming out or just come back yeah. and hang out we could talk about yeah, uh motley crew for an hour that's also fine you can just hang out and i'll and play songs and i'll talk about songs <laughs> yeah that would be that would be great this is always so fun um yeah. why don't you guys i appreciate you guys always giving me somewhere to uh spread the word about what i got going on it means a lot literally, and i like hanging out too literally anytime yeah i love this um why don't you let our listeners know where they can find you if you want to be found, what you've got coming up. I think you said you're planning on hitting the road in the future, right? Yeah, so um, some of it's unannounced still. We're waiting on the uh, other shit. Slighted, ha- we're waiting to be able to announce uh, most of Slighted stuff this fall. But we have a tr- um, some touring we're doing in November and December. Um, one really big, awesome show that I can talk about if you're a hardcore fan is December 15th. Um, in Connecticut, Slighted and Pale Horse are opening up for Sub-Zero and Killing Time, which is a super, super sick show. Uh, there's a flyer for that um, everywhere. So if you want to find me, I'm underscore Zachary Ross underscore on Instagram. And um, the Divine is Divine Music Club and Slighted is Slighted with a little underscore after it. And thank you for listening. You can find you can find After the Dial at Jesus. Where are we? We're, We're on- at Left of the Dial FM on Instagram, Left of the Dial PC on Twitter, or yeah. maybe the reverse, but I think, I think that you're was right. right. I think you're right. Well, it's left. Here's how I always do it. It's just look up Left of the Dial and then it's red. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. There you go. Listen to Zach. I'm at yeah. AQ Andrea Q. Um, I host 12 other podcasts. You can find me places. Jen? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at spooky underscore redacted because spooky underscore coochie was taken away from me violently and i had to change my username but i'm like heartbreak really is (sighs) all right this has been left of the dial (laughs) i've been your host andrea 
Jen Coulter has been my co-host. I've been Jen. Zachary Ross has been our guest. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. And if I don't see you in a long, long while, I try to find you left to the dial, left to the dial, left to the dial.